Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Country. I'm Troy, joined by Chris. Chris, how you doing? Hey, you doing well, man. It's uh, good to have some football back in our lives, and uh, it's starting to feel more sane. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, so for this episode, we're going to start off by talking about some new music, and then we're going to dive into the ACM Awards, which are Wednesday, September 16th, I believe. Um, so we will go over the big awards and then pick our winners and who we think um, deserves it and everything. But Chris, why don't you start us off with the new music that we had come out this week? Yeah. So, uh, just kicking us off right away is, uh, FGL. Um, obviously we're big fans of them. Obviously they have some great music, uh, that has come out recently with that six pack that they had. Uh, my gosh, that was that like two months ago now. I felt like it was just like yesterday, but it, it had to be. Yeah, I think it was, was in back May. in DC. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but anyway, they they dropped one on Friday, or it was actually Thursday when they dropped it. It was called "Long Live." Uh, it was written by uh, Brian and Tyler themselves, along with Corey Crowder, David Garcia, and Josh Miller. Um, really good song. I think I sent it to Troy like right when it came out, like that morning or even that night, whenever it was. I can't remember. Days just blend together now, but big fan of it. I think it's. Uh, it has like just really good melody to it and i'm uh i just i'm a sucker for when they can kind of do like a little bit of slow song but it still picks you up and if you know what i mean so i was really good and i was a big fan of that one uh i'm not for everyone by brothers osborne uh i'm we're always big fans of brothers O. uh they're really good um overall i think that the song itself is just a continuation of what they've continued to produce as of late i think as we talked about before, they're continuing to try to build out like a more uh, active live set for their concerts, which hopefully will be coming up sooner rather than later. And this song doesn't disappoint. I am really uh, pumped with this one. It was written by John and TJ, as well as Luke Dick uh, and Natalie Hemby, uh, produced by Jay Joyce, who, again, is a huge producer on the scene and uh, has a lot of hands with a lot of different artists. So this one's really good. And I just... I keep picturing it, especially when they talk about the new songs that they're continuing to release, uh, is just gearing up for like a live show and just like hearing them play these live. So I think that's what's helping me kind of think through these songs and how they are perhaps are like sending them out. But I'm a big fan of them and uh, the music, new music that they're producing. Hell, I love their old music. So the fact that they're trying to do a little something different and it sounds just as good, if not better, that's uh, awesome. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, Spencer Crandall. He had a, another EP come out, uh, I think, and he hinted that this when he was uh, on the pod not too long ago, but he was telling us that uh, he had a lot of things in the works, and he just came out with North not too long ago, and then now the one that he released on Friday is called East. So I'm, I don't want to assume anything, but I would imagine there's probably going to be a South and a West here soon, <laughs> perhaps, but... Uh, it was really good. I, I messaged him the other day and I was just like, man, dude, this is really sick. And um, the one that uh, we were kind of highlighting was Things I Can't Say uh, featuring Julie Cole, another really talented up and coming artist. 
Um, but the the one that I actually really liked the best on it was looking for it. Uh, I think it's just, uh, I think a lot of his songs are just so relatable <laughs> for, for folks in our like age group. And not only that, but just like the, kind of like the, the messages that he's conveying. Um, but he wrote this one with uh, Ian McConnell and, and Joe Tongue. Uh, really good song, uh, really good EP if you haven't listened to it yet or him yet. Uh, definitely go check it out. This one was a little bit, I would say, different than North in the way that it was. It felt like a little bit more like touchy feely with like relationships and things of that nature. So uh, definitely check it out or, or listen to some Spencer stuff if you haven't already. Uh, another one that we had on as uh, not too long ago was Hallie Kearns. She released another uh, single uh, called I Drink Whiskey. Um, I think it's just a, a continuation build on of, of what she previously released too. Uh, I think we were talking about it when she was here and it was just the continuing of like, here's my first song and then I'm going to continue to build on like that with, with my next one and so on and so on. So really excited for her and, and the new music that she's continuing to produce. A uh, really big fan and, and can't wait to, to listen to more new stuff from her in the near future. Um, a few more that I wanted to just highlight. Logan Mize came out with Who Didn't. I've been a Logan Mize fan for a long time now. Uh, I just remember him producing uh, a few of the songs. Uh, gosh, it had to have been a couple years back now, but uh, it got me into him and, and his music. And I think he's just got one of those most, one of the more unique voices on the scene. Um, but this one was co-written by Nicole Gallion, Ashley Gorley, who's obviously a big songwriter out there. And you've probably heard of her multiple times. Jimmy Robbins. And um, it was produced by Daniel Aggie. Um, big fan of Logan. If you haven't checked his stuff out yet, uh, definitely go check it out. But uh, yeah, who didn't was an awesome jam that he dropped on Friday. Uh, last one that I wanted to, to talk about, because I know I, I mentioned Muscadine Bloodline. They dropped another one this, this week. I'll see you tomorrow. But the one that uh, I've been a big fan of as well for the longest time is Josh Abbott Band. Uh, they dropped one called The Highway Kind. Um, I... They're just such an easy group to listen to, and they actually made a note that they're going to be releasing another album on November 13th, which coincidentally lines directly up with Chris Stapleton's new album. Um, so we got some dates to look forward to with some new albums, some new music. Uh, obviously hard to compete against a Chris Stapleton album drop, but at the same time, I'm not going to uh, uh, kind of put that one in the corner or anything. I'm going to be listening to that one just as much as I'll probably be listening to Stapleton. So uh, really good music that... Josh Abbott and, and his band are continuing to produce. This one in particular was co-written by uh, Eric Dillon and Joe Randall. So some great music. Uh, really, really excited for some of these artists, especially since some of them are still up and coming, like we were talking about with like Hallie. And then you uh, you have like Florida Georgia Line and Brothers O that are just continuing to just release some great jams. Um, last but not least, uh, just a shout out to Megan Patrick. Um, you may have seen her if you've watched or listened to any of uh, Mitchell Tenpenny's um, songs or, or video streams, but uh, Megan's really uh, talented. This is her first American uh, release of My First Car. Awesome song. Um, I think uh, we had a, a couple of folks that we've had on before. I think Brindley and, and Joey and then like shouted out on, on the uh, their Instagram. Uh, and it was actually co-written by Joey himself. Um, so it's really cool that he was a part of it. And Adam Craig, who is also a very talented songwriter um, that we got to see down in Key West Songwriters Fest. So um, very good song. Very excited for her career to take off, especially in the States, and see where it goes. But some great new music. So go, definitely go check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, it was definitely a good week for music. 
Um, now I guess we'll dive into the ACM awards. Uh, so I guess the first category we'll talk about is songwriter of the year. And so for that award, the nominees are Ashley Gorley, Hillary Lindsay, Josh Osborne, Michael Hardy, and Shane McNally. Uh, Chris, what, what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, just talking about, you know, a couple of those. I mean, that's such a hard list. I mean, you probably already could guess just by either listening to us and, and figuring out like where my head goes. But I mean, Hardy just had a killer year. I mean, he had the Hicks tape come out not too long ago. He's a huge uh, songwriter, not only his own music, but also the other songs that he's continued to write with other top artists on the scene. Uh, Shane McAnally with the, uh, the NBC show um, Songland, I think it's called, right? I mean, he just continues to, to kill it with, pretty much any and every song just becomes a hit that he touches. Uh, but then you can't shy away from some of these others, like Ashley Gorley, who we literally just talked about. I think he was involved in two of the songs that we had this and the new cuts. And he's obviously always been in a lot of the other ones that we've had week over week. And Hillary Lindsay speaks for herself. But um, Yeah, I think my problem with this category is Ashley Gorley, Hillary Lindsay, Josh Bosborne, and Shane Manikinale. All their songs are together. Right. Like, if you look at the Shane co-writes, and, they're there. Shane to... and Josh are always writing together. Like, they're usually always on the same project. Ashley works a lot with Shane. Hillary Lindsay works with all the... And, like, so, like, those four are, like, kind of interchangeable. You kind of pick one of them. Obviously, I would love for Hardy to win this award. Um, I just don't think that he has the catalog that these other four have. And that's why I think that Ashley Gorley is going to win that award. Um, but I could, I mean, I could see any of those people yeah. really winning because they all have an awesome catalog this past year. But I think Ashley's um, stands out a little more to me in my eye. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a tough category, right? I mean, like you said, it's a toss up for sure. But um, I mean, if I had to, to, to say who it, I mean, Shane's won it multiple times already in the years past, but I would probably pick him as uh, the one just because of Songland became a huge thing this year. I know, but I mean, that's that's big songs that were out there. So uh, we'll see. I mean, you never know, but I think that one's for sure a toss-up category. You could literally have any of those uh, guys or gals win it, and I wouldn't say, I wouldn't scratch my head and be like, oh, I can't believe they won it. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be like whatever they feel is the, the best pick for that. For sure. So that's your final answer? Shane? Shane. Shane McAnally, right. final answer. Good deal. Are we taking the little tally marks here? We'll, we'll, I mean, yeah. On our next episode, I guess we'll, you uh, got to. <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, see who had the most points. Exactly. Fair enough. Um, next category we'll go over is video of the year. Um, so for that, we have Dan and Shane, Justin Bieber with 10,000 hours, Blake Shelton with God's Country, Old Dominion, One Man Band, uh, Thomas Rhett, Remember You Young, and then we have Little Big Town with Sugarcoat. Um, so I I think I think Dan and Shay is going to win this. I don't think there's I, like a uh, doubt in my mind they're not going to win it. Yeah, I mean, I love Old Dominion to death. They're my favorite band, but One Man Band video is like not that cool well I it's them was, playing on a stage yeah and then half of it's like them like recording it, it it's kind of really not a story to it well, i don't them as a one-man band like i get i get it 
but yeah but it, i just didn't like the studio like i think it's fine music video. Yeah. i just don't think video of the year like yeah get out of here but yeah i i, I really like the thomas Rhett. remember you young it's a it's a continued video from marry me mm-hmm. um with that story so that's that's a good one i also really like little big town sugarcoat um might not be my favorite song, but I think the video is very good, especially with, you know, what the song's about and everything. And I thought they did, or whoever directed that, I thought did an awesome job with that. God's Country is just Blake Shelton, like, walking around in God's Country. I mean, awesome song. I was going to say, but... Like, videos, I mean, and, and then Dan Shea's, like, video is, I mean, them just showing off their attractive wives and singing to them. And I don't I don't I just like that one the best, and... I think it's going to win. I think the the kicker here is that whenever you involve like a cross platform, like have like a pop star like Justin Bieber on it, you get so many more accolades and like so much more attention to it. Yeah, but not so much with the ACM. That's true. That's true. They're very like country, country, country. Where, country. Like, yeah, I agree. I maybe could see Blake Shelton winning this, which I mean, well, to be honest with you, if if there's a second place, I think it's Remember You Young. Because I think that's more of like a, a sequel on, like you were saying. Yeah. And I think it's more. It, it tells a story more. Right. And same with the little Big Town um, music video. That one tells a story. And, you know, they're more yeah. traditional country. So Absolutely. maybe the committee goes that way. But my vote's definitely for $10,000. Yeah. I mean, just to, to round. Yeah. I, I, did, I just, when I looked at that category, I was like, okay. I mean, I love all those other ones, but it's got to be that one. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the next category is song of the year. Let's do album of the year first. Okay. We can go to album of the year. Give me one second. Um, so for album of the year, uh, we have Mary Morris, Girl, and the Vegas odds on that are plus 200. <laughs> Miranda Lambert, Wild Card, plus 225. Thomas Rhett, Center Point Road, Plus two seventy five. <laughs> Luke comes. What you see is what you get. Coming in at a whopping plus four hundred. Such an underdog. Right. And John Party, uh, heartache medication at plus five hundred. Uh, what are your thoughts on that category? So, I will say that there's usually some bias in this, um, and I could see like. Same with songwriter. Any of them could win this. Uh, with the ex- I love John Party. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it stacks up against the other albums this year. Um, I, I like you said, plus four hundred for Luke Combs. I'm putting my money on that. Like it's very good value. He wins so many awards, and he has such that like country vibe and everything. Like I love the album Girl, and I could totally see Marin win it, and I actually hope she does win it. But I mean, I she would won not, the CMA for it right. last year, so. And I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, I would say, like, if if I had to choose today, like we are, mm-hmm. I would say Marin's probably going to win it, but I would not be at all surprised if Luke does it. And that's just my opinion. I mean, I think Center Point Road, Heartache Medication were great albums. So if you're giving out the award, who are you giving it to? You got to go Marin. I, I got to go with Marin, girl. That album was like yeah, I agree. It and had I, so much different stories, like too, like every single song, and it was had so many people involved. Busby was a part of it. Um, man, man I, I don't know. I just gotta go with Girl. Yeah, I, it's not even close for me. It's Girl um, with Mary Morris, and I think she wins this easy. 
but don't I, don't sleep on Luke Combs. I think yeah, that, that I, could I do be a like very... the Luke Combs one next. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, I don't think Thomas Red, John Party, or Miranda Lambert really have a shot at winning this. But that's just my opinion. I like those albums. Um, Watch Miranda's going to come out of left field and just win this thing, and we're just going to sit there and just turn off the TV. I'll be pissed off. I won't watch Um, probably the rest of them. I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, I mean, girls got to win that. I agree. And I mean, she's the favorite to win it, so it it only makes sense that she does win it. Um, So we'll go to Song of the Year now. And... That one also has some Vegas odds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, song of the year, um, we got Ten Thousand Hours" by Dan and Shay, "God's Country" by Blake Shelton, "Girl Going Nowhere," Ashley McBride, "One Man Band," uh, "Old Dominion," and some of it, uh, Eric Church. And so, I think that there's a lot of people out there that don't really know the difference between single of the year and song of the year. And so I'm going to kind of explain it the way that at least I understand it. Song of the Year is more about the writing of the song. So it's more of like the lyrically award. And then Single of the Year is kind of just like the production and the song as a whole and everything like that. If that kind of makes sense for you. And to be honest with you, it's like how it performed. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot yeah, of the production yeah. and like you said, the recording company, like how they're actually like marketing it out and everything like that. I think that has a lot to do with the single of the year. But uh, yeah, song of the year is interesting, man. It's it's like you said, it boils down to what goes into the lyrics of the mm-hmm. song and, and how it's produced and how it's written and uh, published and everything like that, and just kind of the creativity of it. Um, I, I'm looking at this list right now, and I mean, my heart wants to say Eric Church with some of it because I love that song. I love Eric. I personally don't think that one is a chance. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I like that song a lot, but I, I don't even think that's in the discussion, to be honest. And I could actually see this being a back-to-back for Dan and Shay with 10,000 Hours being uh, up there with it. I wouldn't be surprised, but my pick is going to be uh, God's Country by Blake Shelton. Yeah, this is tough. Because I think it could go a lot of different ways. Um, I think that the Ashley McBride song, um, I could see a lot of people voting for that. Yeah, I could too. Um, Especially since she was the main songwriter on it. Yeah, and you could see Blake Shelton's winning because God's country. But, I mean, I got to go 10,000 hours with Dan and Shay. I think that's definitely going to win. I think it should win, and but I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right on with that. Um, it's hard, especially if you look at the folks that were involved in the songwriting process. Uh, you had Dan and Shay themselves, plus Justin Bieber, plus Jordan Reynolds, plus Jesse Joe Dillon, and Jason Boyd. So, I mean, like, that's just the cast right there. And just lyrically, it's not just based on the number or the people that you have involved, but yeah. just the song production itself uh, is just, it, it, it's genius. So Yeah, I think it's a very well-written song, and I, de- I definitely think that that's going to win. Yeah. But I guess we'll go straight to just single of the year, which we're just, there's a lot of overlap in this one. It's 
God's Country with Blake Shelton, uh, One Man Band with Old Dominion, Rainbow by Casey Musgraves, Rumor by Lee Bryce, and then What If I Never Get Over You by Lady A. It'd be awesome if What If I Never Get Over You. <laughs> Shout out Ryan. <laughs> yeah, because Ryan Hearn would get a little lick of that. Um, but I don't see that one winning. I think it did this make number one though. Yeah, it did. Um, I think but, that goes to say something for single of the year. I mean, they all hit number one though, except True. for Casey Musgraves. I was gonna say Rainbow didn't hit. Yeah. Um, great song though. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm glad that she even got the nomination for it because usually she doesn't get nominated for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think she's definitely deserving of it. But I don't Very think tough. people in the country awards like necessarily like her um for whatever reason stupid because i think she's just different i think it's just she does yeah. her own thing and i mean more power to her hell i mean she's got awesome music but sometimes they they think about things like so scripted like if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen like this then it kind of it's kind of like the toby keith situation oh yeah absolutely like, you know like, they, they kind of just do what they want yeah they're not there to appease to anybody but i i think single of the year goes to god's country not by Blake Shelton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really see any of these other songs beating that one, uh, just because that was just such a huge hit. Um, it'd be really cool to see One Man Band do it, but I I don't think that that song is going to be year it. For yeah. OD. I think Blake's taking this one home. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, and then before we get to the next awards, there were some awards that they've already handed out. Um, so, new male artist of the year. They actually awarded that to Riley Green, and the other nominees were Cody Johnson, Jordan Davis, Morgan Wallen, and Russell Dickerson. I'll go out and say it: like I'm very confused why Riley Green won this award. Um, Morgan Wallen has like four number ones. I don't. First of all, I don't understand the whole new artist thing. Is like. Like Russell Dickerson's been there for yeah. A long Russell time. Dickerson and like Morgan, number one in like Jordan 2017, right? Um, but I mean, if they're up for that award, I mean, I think Morgan Wallen should have won. <laughs> I don't know what. I'll put it this way: if there's an artist or a songwriter or someone out there that knows how the definition for ACMs is yeah. for new <laughs> male artist of the year, new female artist of the year, please come on and talk to us about it because we've been scratching our heads with this for the last five to years. six years yeah and we just don't even know like you you see this and you're just like i literally have seen them perform for the last three four or five years so what classifies them as a new artist and yeah i don't know it's it's interesting maybe it's like if they're on the radio is that like what makes them a new artist but all these guys have been on the radio for a while now yeah so. especially the the male side of this this year um and so the, for the female one i think these are kind of newer artists I would agree with that. New yeah. um, so for new female artist of the year, Tennille Towns won that, which I'm great with. I think that I was gonna say I was a big she, fan. I was yeah, I think she's very deserving she of that. Absolutely. Um, and she has the most the, unique voice. Like she's incredible. Yeah. The other nominees for that were Kaylee Hammock, Gabby Barrett, Ingrid Andrus, and Lindsay L. I'm a little surprised that Gabby Barrett didn't win, to be honest, because she had that number one this past year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I I don't think you can really go wrong with any of those females because I think they're all great. Right. Yeah. 
big shout out to to Neil for winning that award. Oh yeah, man, that's awesome to see, and I know she was super pumped about it. So it's really cool to see that, and it's it's like one thing. It's like almost like a like a check off the box, if you Mm -hmm. will. It's like heck yeah, I was able to do that because you can only be nominated for this award once. So yeah, getting nominated for it and then winning it is awesome. So congrats to her. Definitely. Then the next category for us is Group of the Year. So for that, we have Lady A, Little Big Town, Midland, Old Dominion, and The High Women getting their first nomination for an award. Shout out. Um, this one's tough for me. I My heart says Old Dominion, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think that lady A is going to walk away this year with this, this award. I think somehow, some way, somewhere in the country where a little big town's just going to be on stage, you're accepting the, or virtually accepting this. You think? I don't know, man. Like these awards always just put my brain in a tussle. Like I see this and I was like, Oh yeah, give it to old dominion. And then next thing you know, I think old dominions won it the past two years. They did. But then before that it was like pretty much little big town for, <laughs> for as far as I can remember. Yeah. Um, I don't, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Radio's kind of had a big year. Midland's had a big year too. A little Marky Mark and the boys have been having a good year, but I don't think that they're there just yet for perhaps group of the year and especially against these folks. Yeah. Uh, and, and the high women are, are great too, especially with the stuff that they've been able to do these last two years or so. But I don't think they're yet. They're, they're yet on this level either. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. One thing, so is this, when you think group of the year, it's just the music that they produce and record and sing and everything like that, right? It's not about like what they are also a part of in terms of songwriting and stuff. No, I think, I think it's just what the group does, like the music that they come out with. So it's a culmination. And then like they're like touring and whatnot and all, all that factors in, but it has nothing to do with like the individual's songwriting or anything like that's why I think that Lady A is going to do it because I think they've had a big, like, just, they've kind of just resurrected their career in a way, kind of. Um, they've turned a new stone, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think that they're going to win this award, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Old Dominion does. I would be surprised, to be honest with you, if Little Big Town did win. But then Midland and the High Women, unfortunately, well, I do think they're deserving. I don't think that they're in the discussion. Yeah. I mean, I like your pick with ADA. I think that's a, that's a solid one and big fan of their music recently, especially is like they have almost a, if you listen to their music back five years ago, it has such a different sound now than it did then. Uh, it's just more evolved, I think in a, in a new way. I don't know if it's just because like they needed some time apart and then they like figured things out, but they just sound a little bit, I wouldn't say lyrically different, but their melodies and things like that are mm-hmm. a little bit more unique now, um, which I think is a nod to them. But I mean, Old Dominion just continues to crush it and everything they do is like their tours are just constantly like popping. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not to say that Lady A's isn't either, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm still going to go with uh, Old Dominion. I'm going to go with 3P. You're going to go Old Dominion? Go on OD 3P. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Lady A. Take it. All right. So now we move on to Duo of the Year. Dana J, next next group. This one's stacked. <laughs> um, so for this, we got Brooks and Dunn, Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Florida Georgia Line, and Maddie and Tay. Um, 
I would love for Maddie and Tay to win this um, just because they've also kind of resurrected their career. New album. You know, they, yeah, and they've struggled for the past five years with like their labels shutting down and then not being able to find like a new one. And, you know, they finally came out with a new album, got number one this past year, actually like a couple weeks ago or not. And that'd be awesome for them to win. But I really don't see anybody in this category beating Dan and Shay. They've just been crushing it the past like two years. And they're a force that just cannot be stopped. And in this, I definitely think they're going to take it home. I yeah. don't even think it's a question. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> album of the year, excuse me, music video of the year, song of the year. Yeah. I think they're do over the year. I think, I think you crush just, it. I think you just book it. Yeah, um, I, it's hard. It's hard to say otherwise. Uh, Brothers O, love them. Obviously, we just talked about them in the music. They're they're continuing to. Crush. I just think that Dan and Shay and what they've been doing. There's just there's really no reason. Like even FGL's on this list. Like two two three years ago, we would have been like, yeah, FGL's probably going to walk away with this because they walked away with it for so many other years. I mean. They came out with that six song, I think it was six song EP, right? The six pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some good songs out there, but I, Dan and Shay, I just, I don't see anybody else winning it. And I love Brooks and Dunn too. I mean, hell, I, I would love to go to a Brooks and Dunn show right now or yesterday or any day, but uh, Dan and Shay is walking away with that one. Yeah, I definitely agree. All right. Then we move on to Female Artists of the Year. And the nominees for that are Carrie Underwood, Casey Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini, Marin Morris, and Miranda Lambert. What are your thoughts on this, Chris? This one's tough. Uh, you look at this list, I mean, they're all so good, so talented. Um, had great years, too. I mean, Carrie Underwood had an awesome year. I mean, you're looking at Marin. Kelsey Ballerini had a good year too. I mean, she um, had her album come out earlier and then just didn't go as planned with, with the current situation, the pandemic and everything like that. And just been interesting to see. Um, but I mean, I've got to, if you're just looking at the, the pure performance and going off of girl from earlier, winning the uh, album of the year, perhaps I think you got to go with Mary Morris here. Yeah, I don't think you can have an album of the year and not win female artists either. It wouldn't really mesh too well. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about like recent times. Every time like Miranda Lambert won like album of the year, she always won female artist of the year too. Yeah, yeah. So actually, so the betting favorite in Vegas is Carrie Underwood at plus two twenty five. I can totally see it. Mary Morris is at plus 275. Casey's at plus 300. Kelsey Ballerini is at plus 350. And the Miranda Lambert's at plus 350 as well. Tight race. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Carrie, but my vote is for Mary Morris. And that's not even me being super biased. I am super biased, but I do think that she's going to win. I think she crushed it. Um, she crushed a remix of the bones with hosier um i she's had a couple number ones like this year and yeah i I definitely think that she takes this one home yeah i mean i i think it will would come down to carrie and marin uh just based on the year that they've had Mm -hmm. but uh like i said again if if you get 
even if she say doesn't win album of the year, just being in that category alone, I think stands for a little bit more apart. Obviously Miranda was in that category too, but um, I think that girl just hit differently. And I think Marin just put on a show. Yeah. So Marin's your pick. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, good deal. All right. Well for male artists a year, um, we have Thomas Rhett. He's at a plus two twenty-five betting odds in Vegas. Luke Combs plus two seventy-five. Keith Urban plus three hundred. Uh, Chris Stapleton at plus three thirty, and then Dirks Bentley at plus three fifty. What are your thoughts on this category? Much as I love Thomas Rhett, and I would love for him to take this home, um, and a big, big Keith Urban fan especially having now seen him live a couple of times and the other two Dirks and Chris Stapleton are great, but honestly Luke Holmes not walking away with this. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I think, I think it's really a toss up between Luke Combs and Thomas, right? Oh, hundred percent. I. Well, Thomas had what? Six, 16 number ones now. And I, obviously that's not all in, yeah, all in that last year, but, mm-hmm. and then Luke Combs had, Every song eight. that he's put on the radio I think is it's gone. eight, right? Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Seven or eight. And of those, probably like six of them were just in last year alone. Has it been that much? No, they've they've been spread out over spread like out I think more. like four years. Yeah, I mean, I got I got COVID brain. I don't I don't know like how to <laughs> how to like process all like time doesn't matter right now. I don't understand it. But long story short, like you have Thomas has been an artist for a little bit longer. He has sixteen. Luke already has eight. I mean, that's just insane to me. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't say everything either, right? Like, I don't want to say, like, number ones are the, everything. No. Like, you could, Thomas could have, like, eight other songs that are number two and just never made it to number one. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, so, you're going with Luke? I got to go Luke here. Yeah, I think I'll just play the other side. and Take Thomas? Yeah, I'll take Thomas Red. It hurt me to say Luke instead of Thomas. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think it's, I think it's a coin toss, yeah. and you know, I definitely could see Luke Combs coming away with this, but I'm gonna go with Thomas Rhett. I feel good about that one. Well, this is getting into the next category, but do you feel like there's because for entertaining the year, I feel like it's a totally different category. Yeah, it's, like, that's different than artists, but like, they're both up for that as well too. So yeah. I guess we'll get into it. You can go do your spiel, but I, I think just looking at it alone, I, I would be. Um, I, I think both of those are. I mean, they just had a killer year, both of them did. So, mm-hmm. I would be pumped to see either of those two win it. I would be pumped to see any of them win it, right? But, um, I think uh, if we're talking about like who we think or who's most deserving, I think Luke or Thomas are definitely up there. If you're going Thomas, I'll go Luke and call today. All right, good deal. Well, then for Entertainer of the Year, uh, there's also some good Vegas odds for this. So. The favorite is actually Carrie Underwood at plus 225. And then we have Luke Bryan at plus 275. Thomas Rhett at plus 300. Luke Combs at plus 350. And then Eric Church at plus 350. Um, this category sucks. I hate it. Because... I know a lot of people whine about this, but it's so true. Like Eric Church doesn't get the credit he deserves Never. for he always being gets an snubbed. entertainer. That was it last year. He was doing the double down, double down tour. tour. Yeah. So yeah, that that counts in and, this for this, and it's just like 
how are the odds for him so low when he like goes out there and plays for over three hours a night? Like that, that is entertaining. It's, it's usually back to back nights. Of yeah, too. exactly. And like in th- Chicago, that, I know he did two nights in a row. Yeah, that. that's the definition of entertaining when when you don't even need an opening act to warm up the crowd. Yeah. That everyone's showing up at. Seven o'clock for you to go on and to sing well, for three hours, and that—that's just that's pure entertainment. Well, and wasn't it 2016 when Garth Brooks did his tour where he went to like a lot of like the major cities and he did like two shows back to back? And I think in Chicago he went like four nights. Dude, I think he did like eight shows in Chicago. I just well eight shows, but in four nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like like eight o'clock and then eleven o'clock. No, no, I think he did like eight nights. Yeah, I think he did two eight. shows. No, I don't think he, he did. Was, double, the show that I was at, he did a double show. He did uh, our show, everyone left, and then he did another show right after. I don't know. Then I'm not that, sure about that. Long story short, I'm just saying that he does. He did that, so it was like his show. You you do that. You're out of there in like two two and a half hours. Then he goes on and does like another show for another twenty thousand fans for mm-hmm. another two hours. So that's a. That, and he won that award that year. He won Entertainment of the Year that year, hands down. There wasn't even anyone close to it. Yeah. Eric's done that now two times. He's done this, like, kind of tour where he does these, like, back-to-back long shows where no one's really opening to him. And now this year, last year, he did it again. And now he's kind of low end of the totem pole again. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it sucks because I, I don't think he's going to get it. Um, but I think he's definitely deserving of it. And he's going to get snubbed again. Um, but it's really tough to choose between these five people. I think they're all entertaining in their own different way. For me, it does come down to Carrie Underwood and Luke Combs. I think that they've both had huge years. I think Luke is just an emerging star. Like he's already a star, but he's just continuing to take over and his shows are super entertaining. His music's super good. But, you know, Carrie had an awesome tour last year where she had that gigantic freaking stage. It was like Cry Pretty um, Tour. Yeah, and she had the all-girl lineup, um, you know, Girl Power, and she had an awesome album come out, Cry Pretty. And I think that... We'll talk about snubs. She's got snubbed quite a few times, too. Yeah, for Carrie, sure. Yeah, so. I mean, you could call any one of these people, like, losing a snub. Yeah, you know, like they've all they all had killer tours that were so much fun and so entertaining. Well, and even Luke, he, Luke Bryan, that is, he did, he always does like the Crash My Playa, which is like that huge like getaway down in Mexico, mm-hmm. and he does that year over year, and that's obviously a lot of fun, and he brings a lot of his friends and a lot of other artists and stuff, and I think that bakes into some of this entertainment of the year aspect too, and that's maybe perhaps why his odds are a little bit better than some. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, could you see it going any way? Uh, who's, who's your final pick? I mean, I would love for them to announce Eric Church and just finally just get a sigh of relief. Just like, yes, finally what he did paid yeah. off. Go with it then. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what are we betting on? There's like a case of Bush Light, Bush Beer. Um, I, it's such a tough category, man. Like even Thomas Rhett put on a hell of a show and put on a hell of a year. Um, alone, even in the music videos, everything, culmination of everything. Um, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you know what, I, I got to go with my gut here. And I think that just how things trend and watching these shows year over year, I'm just going to stick with uh, Luke Combs. Right. I'm going with Carrie Underwood. There you go. Just going with way, the way to take the favorite, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to. I just, I think that this is going to be her year, and I mean, I would love for Carrie to win it. Like yeah. I said, any anybody on this list, I would be fine winning it. Like, yeah. there's no one that's here this year where I would just be like, that would stink if they won it and these four did it. Random. Oh, she's in. <laughs> but i mean there was there was times even when garth like won it and i would just be like i don't think like he did the dive bar tour one year and he won it and i was just like yeah that was cool but like there was like 30 to 50 stadium shows that some of these like artists put on and everything like that and i love garth brooks but i even think garth would i mean he took himself out of the running this year that's for cma cma sorry yeah but long story short like I think that I personally don't think that he's really deserving of it. Like he's like, really he did, good. He did. Have you been to a show? Three hundred. Have you been to one of his shows? No, I haven't. That's because <laughs> he doesn't have too many shows. But the shows that he does put on, like when he had those like big tours, when he did like win the awards, I think were really good, and I think those are deserved. Now, like when he did that like dive bar tour, I would say that like Luke Bryan should have won that, or uh, yeah. Eric Church should have won that year. But like. Garth Brooks is Garth Brooks. Like, I'm not going to, like, say no, but like you said, ACMs are always very just, like, close-knit family-type yeah. circle where... It's political. It is very <laughs> political. And that's why I think that there was even somewhere it's just, like, uh, you don't get nominated or you do get nominated where you're talking about, like, Casey Musgraves and, like, some other artists out there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a tough pill to swallow, but at the same... Because you have, like, a lot of your friends being involved in it. However, like... You know, in the back of your head, it's like, man, that even if I was nominated for it, like that's, I'm there's no chance I would win it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you want to be nominated and then? Yeah, I think being nominated is an honor in itself. And, I agree. You know, I think. But Ricky Bobby ain't first or last. It's very true. But you know, like Kelsey Ballerini didn't get nominated for anything at the upcoming CMAs, CMAs in yeah. November, and I don't think she was too happy about that. Yeah, but, but I yeah. think it, I think it motivates you too in another way. Yeah, because well. she like tweeted out and she was like, "Last time this happened, like I wrote Homecoming Queen the next day, like everything will be fine. So happy for my peers that got nominated, you know, whatever." But yeah, I mean, it's gotta hurt and doesn't feel good. Yeah, you always want to see your name up on that list, but but yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll see what happens with this year. Um, Everybody tune into the ACM Awards, you know, on Wednesday night on the 16th. And, you know, we'll we'll tweet and Instagram out, like, our, our picks and everything. But we appreciate you guys listening this week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Check out the new tunes. Maybe uh, see, hear our recap next week when probably Troy's going to get more points than I am because I went with my heart and he went with the favorites. But uh, that is what it is. Yeah, I wanted the logical decision. All I'm saying is, tis, tis <laughs> the law didn't win the Kentucky Derby, and he was the heavy favorite. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh.